Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Stevens Incorporated an independent financial services firm with the freedom to focus on what matters most. Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We partner with you to deliver high-yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top-quality hospitality assets. And now, from the short grass, here is your host, Trey Schaap. Welcome to another edition of From the Short Grass. I am your host, Trey Shap. Well, the United States Golf Association and the Royal and Ancient Golf Association have come up with rule changes set to take effect in 2023. Now, we're going to get Adam Carney on in a later episode to discuss these rule changes. In the 2023 rules of golf, there will be five key changes to the rules. First, handicap on a scorecard. You are not required to put your handicap on your scorecard, and there is no penalty if you return your scorecard in a competition with an incorrect handicap. This is now the committee's responsibility. This change is consistent with other penalty reductions, such as reducing the penalty for playing an incorrectly substituted ball from the general penalty to one stroke. Simplified back-on-the-line relief. When using this relief option, you are required to drop your ball on the line, and it may roll up to one club length in any direction now. Replacing a damaged club. If your club is damaged during a round except in cases of abuse, and yes, I've seen that happen before, maybe even myself, you may replace it, repair it, or continue to use it. So before you could not use a damaged club, Now you can, if it happens in the normal course of the round. A new rule modification for players with disabilities. There's a new rule 25 that is coming out. The modifications are now part of the rules and are in effect for all competitions and all players who fall under the categories covered in new rule 25. A ball moved by natural forces. When your ball is at rest, after you have taken relief, and then rolls into another area of the course due to natural causes, there is no penalty now, and you must replace your ball. I think back to Ricky Fowler out at TPC Scottsdale in the Waste Management Open. He went into a penalty area. He dropped his ball. His ball was at rest. Then all of a sudden, the wind picks up and blows his ball back into that penalty area. He was assessed another stroke. Now, that's not going to be the case. We'll get with Adam Carney, and we'll have him go over all of these new rule changes before the start of 2023. Coming up on this edition of From the Short Grass, I met Patrick Wendapole 
a golfer from the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, who was competing in the Jackson T. Stevens Cup at Seminole Golf Club back in October. He hails from Lusaka, Zambia, and he is a bright, bright gentleman, and I think you're going to enjoy listening to him. That's coming up. But first, I want to thank one of our great sponsors, Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. If you haven't tried their Sunday brunch at Agassi 7 on top of the Hilton Garden Inn in downtown Little Rock, you need to. Give them a call. Make a reservation. Sunday brunches at Agassi 7. We're back after this. Stay with us. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. The economy is changing slowly but surely. The market is slowing down in a gradual slide. Not an emergency yet. The sky is not falling, but a change is coming. When times are good, auctions make buyers compete to buy at the highest market value. When the economy gets tough, auctions force buyers to make a purchase decision. Either way, auctions get the highest return for a seller and a strong deal for a buyer. With an experienced auction company, it's a simple process. Go to BlackmanAuctions.com for more information. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time Time you visit El Dorado. Strength is measured not by the number of accounts. Strength is placing value on relationships. It's having the vision and the guts to invest in growth. It's the commitment to responsibly manage your money. At Stevens, we believe that our strengths build success, not only for us, but for our clients. Stevens, member NYSE, SIPC. Welcome back to this edition of From the Shortgrass. On the tee, a member of the UAPB golf team, Patrick Windapale. Patrick Windapale, welcome to From the Shortgrass. Did I pronounce your name correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you tell me how to do it, I think maybe by the fourth or fifth time I might be able to get it right. So I did okay. Fair enough. Yes, So sir. we're off to yes, a good sir. start then. We are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like making a birdie on your first hole, right? Yeah. <laughs> it goes either way, you know. So you're from Zambia. Yes, sir. How did you pick up the game of golf in Zambia? So uh, my dad actually uh, introduced me to the game. Um, he started off as a caddy, and then he bought himself a set of clubs and then started playing. This was a long time ago, and then when I was eight years old, he uh, he took me away for like a year, and he promised my mom that I was going to go to school, but I didn't go to school for a year. I was just playing golf, and I just fell in love with the game. Where did he take you? Where did, where did y'all go? Uh, we went to a town called Livingston. It's like where the Victoria Falls is. But oh, yeah. okay. Uh-huh. He used to run a soccer team, so... There aren't many places to play golf, I would imagine, in Zambia, correct? There's a couple of golf courses. Okay. Yeah, there's, I'm, I think there's over 15. That's not bad. Yes, sir. So what got you hooked on the game? So I used to play soccer and golf, but um, you know, I, I just I went too deep with the game. 
you know, I I understood it at an early age, mm-hmm. and I just kept playing, you know, and like I'd I'd have stuff to do, but then when it was time to play golf, I just went to play golf with the boys, and especially I think the other thing is that everyone I was friends with at that at that time we uh we grew up playing golf together. Yeah, at an early age, I was like the coach. Yeah, uh-huh. so you like to compete with them and everything. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm a. I'm a. Oh, I'm a very big competitive guy. Like even now, like when I, I work at Christ Church during the summers and we with the youth program and we'll just start playing a game with the kids and I tell myself I'm like, okay, this is just for fun. Don't be competitive. In the midway, I am all out. You know. So <laughs> that's amazing. Okay. So. Were there places to play competitive, like compete in tournaments over there as you grew up? Yes. Um, I live like like a 13-minute walk from a golf course. So they had uh, Saturday tournaments, and they had junior tournaments on weekends too. So, And just in the country, we had an amateur schedule, and so we'd play tournaments all year round. Where did you rank over there? Pretty good? Uh, when I was a kid, I mean, I, I'll just play for fun, you know, but when I— the the older I got, I I was pretty good. I was team captain for the national team for the under nineteen for four years. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Was there much talk of golf in America, golf in Europe, golf around the world over there, like the Tiger Woods, the Jordan Spieth, Justin Rose, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson? Was there talk about that amongst you guys growing up? about hey maybe one day I could be like one of them yes uh and that was Tiger Woods like if you go back home you know every golfer you can find they'll tell you that Tiger Woods just is the reason they join the game of golf and same for me and a bunch of my friends you know we looked up to him all right let's talk about the move from Zambia to the United States of America yes sir when did you make that move and how difficult was it to leave there and come here it was my senior year and one of the guys that i used to play golf back home had gotten a scholarship to go to new mexico military institute which is junior college in new mexico and midway through my uh, senior year he called me he was like hey i want you to come play college golf here i could find you a scholarship and at that time i was big into uh football which you guys call soccer and golf and so I, I I took that to my dad, and my dad was like, okay, I guess you have to hang up one. And so I chose to hang up football and continued playing golf. And he managed to get me a full scholarship to go to New Mexico Military Institute. Was that a tough decision to give up football? Yes. It goes back home. Football is like culture. You know, you grow, you grow up into that. And so I, oh, I had a really tough time just admitting to the fact that I was, you know, I still play a little bit, but just the fact that I can't go out there and play every weekend, it was it was rough. And just everything in general, like, you know, I had to raise money to get a, a ticket and all the other stuff that come into it. You looking forward to watching the World Cup coming up? Yes. My my country did not make it, unfortunately. but Right, but you I, still watch. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a big-time football fan. I watch Premier League every Saturday morning. It's tough for that to kind of pick on over here in the States, isn't it? It is. Uh, 
I don't know. People in the states they're they're too much into American football that they think soccer is lame. So <laughs> yes, they do. I will agree with you on that. All right. So you're at New Mexico Military Institute, and you're playing there. What was it like being in the United States, competing for your college team? So it, you know, I before I went to uh, New Mexico Military Institute, I, I traveled a lot like out of the country. My first flight out of Zambia, I went to play in the British Junior Open and I was fourteen years old. You know, but the state was just the states was just different. Mm-hmm. You know, I got here and especially just coming from Zambia and then going straight into a military institute. And I was it was I guess it was a little bit easy because I knew what I had to do every day. You know, I didn't have to prepare for anything. Mm-hmm. So, but it was it was really good. I think that was the best step for me. Because there, you pretty much had your daily routine, a regimen, if you will, that you had to go through every day, right? Yes, yes. You know, I didn't have to worry about what what I was going to wear on Tuesday because I had a uniform set for Tuesday. You know, so throughout the week, I knew what I was going to wear. I knew I had classes and golf, and you know, everything was there. I had study also. Like, it was just day-to-day routine. There was nothing different. With those times set, were you able to find time to practice your game? Yes. We uh, um, we practiced from 3.30 to 5.30. And then most of the times on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I had, like, one class. So I'll be out there, like, early in the morning. And then my class was, like, 10. So I'd be out there in the morning and then go back out there early at, like, 1 after lunch. So now you're at the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. UAPB yes, on sir. the golf team there. The Golden Lions. How did how did that happen? How did you leave New Mexico Military Institute and end up in Pine Bluff? This, you know, this is actually an interesting story. You know, because a lot of people have their opinions on on COVID, and for me, COVID was actually a good thing. You know, um, it, COVID hit, and then I had nowhere to go. And then one of the kids, because New Mexico Military Institute is a college and high school. Okay. Yeah. So one of the kids in high school, uh, he offered me, he was like, well, you could come stay with us for, you know, for a few weeks. And they're now my host family, and I, I still live with them. Where are they from? They're in New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. So now I don't have to go back and forth back home paying a lot of money. They took me in, and now I live with them. So And they're a really good family. But then the trek from there to the University of Arkansas at, at Pine Bluff, how yeah. did you how did you wind up at UAPB? Yeah, so uh, I played one year, and we didn't have a team. We only had three guys on the team at uh, New Mexico Military Institute. And the, after the COVID year, they asked me, do you want to stay here for another year? And I was like, well, there's really no point for me to stay if there's not a team. You know, college golf is all about playing as a team. And then so I just I went out and emailed like 100 coaches. And then Coach Roger just got back to me. I, I, I got a lot of responses from a lot of coaches, but then I didn't have a, a, as many stats because I didn't play enough tournaments. Right. Yeah, and so he, he got back to me, and then we started talking, and this was during the summer. And then he was like, you know, I really like your um, – uh, how you go about things, and, you know, let's keep talking, and then we'll see where we go. And then maybe a month later, he told me, okay, I want you here. 
and then he offered me a, a scholarship to go play. What's it been like being at UAPB? It was it was a huge improvement for me because the first the, the biggest thing was there was a team there. You know, there was more than three guys. You know, I I had I had the first feeling of playing out there and knowing that four other guys are counting on me to play really good. You know, unlike uh, at New Mexico Military Institute where I was just it was an individual thing. You know, so I didn't really care what I shot because it wasn't affecting anybody else. But going to uh, UAPB was really good because those other guys are depending on me and I was depending on other guys. So, How did you make that switch? Because at UAPB, like you said, it's it's more of a team as opposed to an individual when you were at New Mexico Military Institute. Now, golf is an individual game, but a lot of people don't understand. College golf is a team sport. Everybody has to play their role, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so... I, the transition, you know, I I just had to switch to, uh, you know, as, to a team thinking when I was on the golf course. You know, there was no being selfish, you know, not going for every pin. You know, because I knew, you know, if I make, if I make double bogey, that's two shots on my team. You know, if we want to win, I need to make, like, smart choices. You know, and, and bit by bit, I started getting that confidence of, okay, you know, the other guys are going to play good. Just play your best, you know, stick it out until the last hole. When you look at the game of golf, what do you like about it? Uh, I think it's the closest game to life. There's always going to be ups and downs. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not a straight road. Mm-hmm. You could be at the top today and you could be at the bottom tomorrow and such is life. So that's that's really like if I feel like as a golfer, if you can get through the tough times, then you could get through the tough times in life as well. What's the best part of your game? What are your strengths? Uh, my mental strength. Yeah, I don't I don't hit it long. And like you saw me out there today, I was not really hitting it straight, but. Uh, up there mentally, um, I beat a lot of people just by ment- my mentality. How do you how do you get that? Where does that come from? <sighs> that's that's a good question. You know, I I don't really know. I I think when I was a kid, I just told myself never to get upset. You know, I always just try to look forward to the next shot. Well, you've got a good attitude. That's one thing, and I think that's part of it in golf. Is if you have a good positive attitude. That can kind of help the mental side, can it not? Yes. Oh, for sure. Because, you know, if if you understand that, you know, once you hit a bad shot, you cannot take that back. That is there. It, you can't do anything about that. So you don't have to get mad at that because you have a very important next shot coming up. Yeah, but once you get caught up in the past, and then you, you're done for. So I think if you want to have a strong mentality on the golf course, you got to accept the fact that what what's in the past is in the past. You you cannot change that. What was it like when you got the invitation to play in the second annual Jackson T. Stevens Cup at Seminole Golf Club in Juneau Beach, Florida? Uh this this is, you know, this is something I've dreamed of, you know, something something I want to be proud of and Especially last year, uh, one of my teammates, Josh McCray, played in this tournament. And before I got back, actually, Coach called me. He was like, hey, uh, 
you know, the Stevens uh, Cup, they sent me an email, do you want to play in it? I say, heck yeah, coach, you know, this is the reason I'm here, you know, to play with the best guys out there, you know, test my abilities, see where I, uh, I am, you know, I got to play against the best competition, and you know, it's, it was a huge honor for just, for them to just uh, give an invitation to me, you know, I don't think it's something I deserve, and it's a really good opportunity to be out here and competing. Your experience at Seminole, how was it? Unreal. Unreal. Greens, pointless. And I, sand, the fairways, pure. It's, it's unreal. And it, it's a, now I understand why it's the best golf course in Florida. Because it's, it's really good and it's, it's a tough track. And one, one bad shot is going to cost you a lot. And just being out here, you know, meeting these new people is unreal. Playing against the uh, the ocean, that's, oh. that's got to be an experience. Yes. Well, it hasn't done much lately because it's been hot out there. You know, it's it's surely been a warm welcome to Seminole. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you know, there was a little breeze today, which made it feel a lot better than yesterday. But Your final round at Seminole in the second annual Jackson T. Stevens Cup, you were paired with a couple of Arkansas Razorback golfers, Matthew Griggs and Segundo Pinto. What yes, were they sir. like? Well, you know, before we teed off, I, <laughs> I called them my distant cousins because <laughs> they're only a couple of minutes away from uh, Pine Bluff. But they're really, really good golfers and great personality on the golf course. You know, just playing with those guys, those you know, those are part of the top guys that play amateur golf right now and it's unreal you know it was i had a moment with them because <laughs> all of us had uh ping blueprints golf clubs and i was telling segundo i was like you know this is really cool i was having a moment there you know i looked at your bag and i looked at matthew's bag and we got the same clubs but yeah it, it was it was an honor just you know walking walking those holes with them and just having a chat and did you learn anything from him? Yes, for sure. Um, you know, uh, Matthew, you know, he'd, he was out there, you know, he struggled a little bit like me, you know, but he stayed in the moment. Like just watching him execute, you could tell that this guy was in every moment of every shot he took. You know, and Segundo, Segundo's just calm and, you know, and just execute, execute every time. You know, so. That's, that's, those are the positives that I took from those guys today, and I look forward to adopting those, those into my game. Do you think you gave them anything? I don't know. You know, I, Well, they like me, so I must have uh, left yeah. an impact on them. Yeah, but um, I hope I did. You know, I, uh, just being around those guys is unreal. So if, if they got anything from me, that's huge for me. Well, I know that. Their coach, Brad McMakin, spoke very highly of you. Said yes. that uh, you're a great competitor, uh, a great golfer. Uh, keep your head down. You pull off some great shots. I have to ask because I was told, Coach McMakin told me, a hundred golf balls, we could not make a par on number 14 the way you did today. So walk us through that shot. <laughs> Well, uh, I shouldn't have been there, you know, in the first place. Um, I had about uh, 140 out in my third, and I pulled it straight left, and then it was embedded. And I got a drop, 
you know, and it's the green is running away from me, and those greens are running out of 13, you know. I got a bunker, and I, I don't have anything to work with. But then I take a drop, and it was sitting pretty good. You know, I had a wedge in my hand, and I had a, a 60 degree. I was like, you know, should I just you know, hit a, a bump pitching wedge to the side, get it on the green two-putt bogey? I was like, well, with how this is sitting, you know, I've, I've clipped a couple of golf balls in practice uh, with this lie, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think I could do it one more, and I just said, you know, just execute. Whatever happens, happens. Just stand there, have confidence that you're going to pull this off. And I just stayed in the moment. And, I mean, I clipped it perfect. Good flop, hit the fringe, rose to about eight feet, and made the putt. It was a really good five. What was their reaction? Uh, the <laughs> just from the chip, you know, not 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 so much the putt, but the chip was unreal. And they, they really, they were, they were feeling that one. What? would you say to Mr. Warren Stevens? I know you've had the chance to meet him now and everything, but what would you say to him about inviting you to this event for this week? Well, I can't I can't thank him enough. I don't think there's anything I'd say that would thank him enough for, for just giving me this opportunity. You know, I'm a small boy from Zambia and miles from here, and I play at Pine Bluff, you know, and for him to just take time and think, okay, I think this boy needs an opportunity like this. I don't think there's anything I could do that would match and, you know, equal to what he did for me, you know. So all I could say to him is just thank you for the opportunity. And I really appreciate it and really enjoyed meeting with him and talking with him and uh, really thanked him because he walked with us for the first nine holes. And, you know, he's, he's a busy man. He could be doing a lot of things, but, you know, he... Spent his, his time with us today for Nine House, so just thank you for that. All right, a couple of more questions. I, I like to do this with every guest on the podcast. Best golf course you've ever played? Seminole, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I think I knew that was going to be the answer. Yeah. It, oh, it's such a good truck. Fantasy foursome. Living or deceased, three other golfers you would like to play around with. Oh, I think I'll take Tiger, and then I'll put Ricky Fowler in there in his prime. Yeah. And then the fourth one, that's tough, because I'm thinking JT for the vibes. <laughs> for the vibes, I like that. Yeah, but then I'm thinking Jordan Spieth to be cashing those 60-footers, you know. <laughs> so that's... That's tough, but I think I'd have to go with JT because I'd, you know, love some banter on the golf course. Man, what a story. Patrick Mwendapole. Oh, that's perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Best of luck me. in your career. Best of luck in life. We're going to keep track of you. And uh, I have a good feeling that you return next year, your COVID senior year, there's a good chance you might be playing in the Jackson T. Stevens Cup next year in Dallas at Trinity Forest. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Can't thank you enough. What an absolutely incredible young man Patrick Mwendapole is. And at the Stevens Cup at the Seminole Golf Club back in October, as we said during that interview, he hit one of the greatest shots that Arkansas coach Brad McMakin has ever seen. 
for him to get up and down where he was on the 14th hole was basically extremely difficult. And Brad McMakin said, Trey, you could take 100 golf balls and you might not get one to where he was. And he was able to save par on that hole. Blackman Auctions. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. You can find all of their upcoming auctions on their website, blackmanauctions.com. We're back to wrap it up after this. When your travels take you to Bentonville for a meeting with Walmart, a trip to Crystal Bridges, or the Walmart Amp for a concert, make sure you book your stay at one of the top Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group properties. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group manages the Doubletree Suites, an all-suite hotel with tons of meeting space and the Hilton Garden Inn, which has been newly remodeled rooms throughout the entire property. The best place to stay in Northwest Arkansas is a Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group property. Visit them on the web at bphotels.com. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. The other day I was visiting with Trey and he talked about goose poop and iguana poop and a golf ball and if you hit the poop or the iguana or the goose, can you move the ball or the poop or something like that. Listening to him talk about poop and golf balls with such passion made me realize how much he knows about golf and how little I did. Once again, Trey really knows golf. I really know auctions. For the last 84 years, better auctions have been Blackman Auctions. That will do it for this edition of From the Short Grass. Again, I want to thank Patrick Mwindapole for joining me on this episode. The winter cold looks like it might be here to stay for a while. So remember, bundle up when you head out to the course, get you some hand warmers, and always pay attention to what the superintendents have decided to make the cart rules for the day. Some days you might be 90 degrees. Some days you might be cart path only. It's all to help protect the course. And remember, when you find your ball mark on the green, fix it, and a couple of more. And I hope to see you sometime soon from the short grass. You've been listening to From the Short Grass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.